But Israel is also America's ally, and it goes both ways. The modern state of Israel, in so many ways, is itself a miracle. After nearly 2,000 years for the Jewish people to again be regathered to our own land and under our own rule is truly remarkable. After nearly 2,000 years, Jerusalem is once again our recognized capital. I want you to think about how amazing this is, that after 2,000 years that there would be a people who would still want to return to their ancient homeland. And the fact that it would happen is truly amazing. And when I mean this little tiny, uh, there are so many remarkable stories of how God has preserved this tiny country and continues to do so. And when I mean this tiny little country, do you know how much bigger the state of California is than the state of Israel? If you happen to see this slide, so California is 19 times bigger than Israel. Did you hear what I said? The state of California is 19 times bigger than the state of Israel. The entire state of Israel is about the size of California's Central Valley. It's quite small. That's why it is so remarkable that it receives so much attention. And also, what makes things so complicated, right? It's complicated because everybody is in each other's backyards. <laughs> it's a tiny sliver of democracy in a vast field of its enemies. I just thought that this visual is always so helpful to see just how small Israel really is. That you can drive from the, the northern tip to the southern tip in about seven hours, right? It's, it's very, and uh, it's, it's a tiny little country. So, all right, thank you. That's the modern state of Israel, as we know, was established. You can uh, just put up the next slide or whatever. The modern state of Israel was established by individuals brought together by a common vision and a purpose as well as a desperate need. Out of the ashes of the Holocaust and the pogroms of Eastern Europe that we talked about last week, it was a time for the Jewish people to finally again have a home for, of our own. Although there have always been a handful of Jews living in the land of Israel over the last couple millennia, most of us were scattered across the world. One of the myths is that there were no Jews in Israel for 2,000 years, and all of a sudden, you know, we come back and want to, you know, take over the neighborhood again. That's not true. There have always been Jews in Israel for the last 2,000 years. It's just that because of history, we were scattered. We were kicked out of, right? Jews were exiled from Jerusalem. We weren't allowed to live there, and we were spread out across the empire, and many times taken as slaves. But beginning in the late 1800s and the early 1900s, there began to be waves of individuals and communities returning to the land of our ancestors. Many of us were readily familiar with this, with, many of us are readily familiar with this early history of Herzl and the Zionist dream. And in 1948, that dream became a reality. And this was all part of God's unfolding prophetic plan. But Israel is also far from perfect. It is still only the first fruits of our redemption, as we say in our prayers in the Siddur. And it is not yet the full realization of that fullness. Therefore, there is still room for Israel to mature and to grow in areas. And just like we can be loyal citizens here in the United States and still maintain legitimate criticisms, the same goes with our support for Israel. 
We can love and support Israel while at the same time holding it to the standards of what we believe a Jewish state should be. As most of you are aware, Israel has come under a whole new wave of downright vitriol in recent years. And movements like the BDS, does everybody know what BDS is? If you, if you don't and you are part of this community, shame on you. BDS is, no, seriously, if you're part of a Jewish congregation and you don't know what boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement is, it's a huge problem that seeks to undermine and weaken the state of Israel. With all of the recent criticism, it is important to also clarify some of the popular misconceptions. And I know most of you know this, but it's important to state it. Here's one of the myths that people often throw out. I mean, there's plenty of room for criticism, but these are just ridiculous. That Israel is a colonial power that conquered and subjugated the local Arab and minority population. Again, that's not the way that it happened, right? Not only did Jews and Arabs live side by side for a couple thousand years, but due to all kinds of reasons, pogroms and, and many other things, and just the desire to return to the land, in many cases, Jews settled very, very peace, peacefully. In many cases, we purchased legally the land in which we settled on, and there was harmony for a long time, and there were tensions, but there was also not war. Israel's, here's another myth. Israel's patriarchs were all white Europeans. When I say Israel's patriarchs, meaning the, the, modern, the modern state of Israel. The modern state of Israel, all the founders were white Europeans, and its citizens are primar primarily white Europeans who imported racism to the area. That this was an area that got along fine, and then all of a sudden here come, you know, the white Jews from, from, this, you know, from Europe that brought all of these problems with them. That's hardly not the case, right? Because there had been infighting between Arab tribes also for 2,000 years, right? That, you know, we hardly imported the problem. It's just more Jews each, you know, in Israel, back in Israel leads to lots of problems. Here's another myth. Jewish settlers from Europe colonized Israel beginning in the 1800s. Prior to this, there was virtually no Jewish presence in Israel for nearly 2,000 years. I already addressed this. That's not true. That there were always Jews who lived outside, especially in places like Tiberias and in other towns. And then later, you know, after the fall of the Roman Empire, Jews returned to Jerusalem, and there was always a small pocket of Jews in Jerusalem for 2,000 years. And here's the absolute myth, which is gaining more and more ground among academics that there never even was an ancient Jewish state called Israel. All you have to do is visit Israel once and visit all of the archaeological testimony to the fact that there was a Jewish presence in, in ancient times and up to modern times. Not only can you visit ancient synagogues, you can visit synagogues throughout all the periods of occupation <laughs> since then. The establishment of, this, of Israel is a miracle. And the fulfillment of prophecies written over 2,000 years ago and required the work of so many different people to establish it. But there is also a group of Jews that are often overlooked in Israel's establishment and continue to be persecuted and denied the right of return. I'm speaking, of course, of Messianic Jews. Messianic Jews actually played a, a small but significant role in the establishment of Israel. Even before the modern state was established, 
Jewish believers in Yeshua were immigrating and helping to establish the country. This is something that isn't really talked about. Of course, the involvement of Jewish believers in the land goes all the way back to the earliest Jewish followers of Yeshua, but it also continued throughout history. We have stories of so many Jewish believers who either visit, visited Israel throughout the last 2,000 years or settled there, or in some cases brought their entire communities in order to settle in Israel. Some of these Messianic Jewish pioneers include individuals like Abraham Polyak, Rabbi Daniel Zion, and Pauline Rose. But there's also people that we still get to interact with, people like Dana's father, Joseph Shulam, and others who have had a pioneering role in establishing the modern Messianic movement in Israel. I would really encourage you to explore more about the role of Jewish believers in Israel's establishment. It is amazing that so many years later, there's a vibrant population of Messianic Jewish Israelis. Although it is difficult to know exactly, there are estimates of about 120 Messianic congregations and anywhere from, depending on who you ask, 12,000 to 20,000 Jewish believers in Israel. That is awesome. But it also explains why we are considered such a threat. Messianic Jewish congregations now total close to the number of both reform and conservative congregations combined. So if you take conservative synagogues in Israel and reform synagogues, we are almost the same number as both of those combined, which is 131. And I just mentioned that estimates are about 120, 120 Messianic congregations. So we're almost catching up to both of those combined. And just to confirm that I was correct, I went on the websites this morning of the Masorti Foundation and the Israel Movement for Reform and Progressive Judaism in order to get the numbers. And uh, for Masorti, which is conservative, but it's called Masorti in Israel, there are 80 congregations. And for the Israel Movement for Reform and Progressive Judaism, there's 51 congregations. So that's 30, 131. So we're about 120, so we're, we're catching up and we're, we'll soon overtake them. Because this growth shows no signs of stopping. And we all know that it will not stop until the Messiah returns. Amen. As Messianic Jews and those who partner in...